three, two, one. Level! Toast. Toast. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you sound okay. uh, you sound great on those headphones, by the way. I Well, I sound great on the headphones? Yeah. Well, I'm using the microphone. Well, that doesn't make sense from I my know. perspective. Ah, I see. Hold on, let me get that. You got a smudge. Let me get that for you. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right, so I do want to, I feel like we should uh, hear me out on this, okay? Uh, oh. Do you mind? I'll do it. Okay, thank you. So you have this this woman, uh, you know, she's pretty, she's nice, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, who doesn't uh, uh, seem to speak, really. I'm sure she's she's got emotions, but she doesn't ever seem to say anything. Right, uh, not not very expressive about those emotions. No, no. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe you could even even in the face sometimes. Uh, I, I don't see it. And then you have this guy who's uh, we don't really know. We don't know we don't know why he's there. They don't. Mm-hmm. He's kind of he's kind of slimy um, and mysterious. And he's not he's not very expressive um, on his end. And we're supposed to believe this relationship. Um, I, I and and I feel like it's not really developed. It's just it's just there. Right. Um, it's we're we're told not shown. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and you know, is that what I want to do? I want to see that kind of romance. Um, for me, that really didn't develop develop naturally. Like I I get I get the story, and I get that they're a match because like they obviously they they fill certain and they, not you fill. Uh, they fill certain, they fill certain needs um, for each other. But I just felt like. I had no no emotional attachment to to either of these people, mm-hmm. um, but you know I guess uh, now it's not the time to talk about the the shape of water and um, <laughs> a mute woman and and a fish man. I think we're here to talk about <laughs> the Bachelor uh, finale. You know, you know, Seth. The whole the whole time you were talking about that, I, I was trying to guess which direction you were going to take that in. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have guessed Shape of Water. Yeah, well, you know me. I'm trying to keep it topical. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Academy, I saw I saw that last week. Nah. Oh, I liked it. You liked it? Okay, good. Here I we did. go. Finally. But, some... I, but I love I love me a Guillermo del Toro. Well, he's great. Uh, and I think a lot of people say that um, this is sort of an Oscar for his for better movies that, right, he, like that Pacific, he's made. Pacific Rim. Uh, 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 Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, oh, probably. well, that one's okay too. Yes. Okay. So he's getting sort of a lifetime achievement award in that Oscar. Um, mostly for Pacific Rim. Mostly for Pacific. I think they ag- probably. We'll have to go check the envelope. I don't know if they showed it. I'll agree. It was either Moonlight or Pacific Rim, probably. Um, right. But this is great. You and I finally disagreed on something. Um, a yeah. little friction. And people I know they love out there. They love friction. So. No, and so, I'm sorry to <laughs> I'm sorry to hurt you like this through this disagreement. I I didn't mean to. No, I love it. Let's let's go. Let's let's the, the gloves are off. Let's yeah. start throwing punches. Um, and let's start talking about I guess another. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, now it just occurs to me. Another very quiet woman and another uh, slimy dude um, whose relationship really raises a lot of questions. Who's mostly fish monster? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who probably uh, you know get rises with the sun, just like fish monster. Um, Ari and Lauren and. Uh, but first, here we go. Let me welcome you to this. Welcome to Can I Steal You for a Second, a Backstory Podcast with two dudes. I'm one dude, Seth. And I'm one dude, Phil. And here we are on uh, C-I-S-Y-F-A-S colon A-P-B-W-T-D. Again, that's a Can I Steal You for a Second, a Backstory Podcast with two dudes, where we have our unique two dudes perspective. It's just the two of us. Just the two of yeah. Sorry to break your hearts out there, all the viewers. Um, I just said goodbye to Courtney um she was in new york and now um she uh she broke up with me and now she's heading back up to providence to try to yeah uh, repair things with phil it's really been a tumultuous couple of days for, for i think all three of us it's just been it's just been crazy um but i guess it, it's what we signed up for well and thank goodness that we no one was around to document this whole experience because that would be just the worst yes i've i feel like i've been so emotionally vulnerable yeah um, that for anyone to see the way I cried, um, mm-hmm. would would just be even more devastating than the way no, I just trampled on my heart. It was very brave of you to to put your feelings out there for my wife. Um, I just you know, no no risk no reward. Uh, you're an econ major, you get it. <laughs> right. Resident... What's the opportunity cost? Exactly, you're a resident econ yeah. guy. Um, yeah. But we're here to talk about 
the finale of the Bachelorette and and, and I, of the Bachelor, uh, the lore of the Batch, um, <laughs> and as we say, almost every finale, uh, mercifully it's over, but this one in particular, yeah, uh, very happy to be over. Um, I do want to say, and I'm and I'm very happy to say that, and and stick around, guys, because uh, this will be the first ever unedited uncut podcast wow so we're gonna give it to you um totally as it was recorded never been done in the history of podcasting um so and it's gonna be certainly not for us no no usually uh incredibly heavily edited um as very polished as phil knows there's a significant amount of adr that goes into all of our podcasts a lot of foley um Mm -hmm. And as and to to prove that this is an unedited podcast, um, I will be shaving during the duration of this podcast. So for yeah, the, as, so, as for a treat viewers. for the viewers, as a treat for the viewers. <laughs> so you know, I'm holding up a newspaper as, right now. As you can tell, it's today's date. It's the 11th, and uh, we're just gonna give it to you real because it's we feel yeah. like you deserve it. Just as a thank you for for sticking with us through you know what has been a, a <laughs> season of spotty coverage for us. Uh, Yes, and it's been a, a roller coaster. Uh, but now Phil's back from Africa from his own journey. Yeah. And uh, a number of journeys came to an end. So uh, I'm not sure you can say let's get right into it after what has been 20 minutes of Shape of Water talk. Um, but let's just get right into it, Phil. Let's get into it let's now. get into it. So uh, if you listen to this podcast and you haven't watched The Bachelor, I'm shocked, but thank you for being here. Uh, I'll, I'll give it in, in, in broad strokes. Ari uh broke up with with lauren uh his soulmate uh, proposed to becca and then uh about six weeks later um decided that he was not over lauren and did not like becca at all and, right he, uh, he realized he had proposed to someone who he could almost tolerate uh yeah he realized that this was someone that was going to challenge him and try to right. make him make him a better person and he had no interest yeah. in that so yeah he was like i'm out of here yeah he just wants to just slowly like fade into fade away or or just sink into the ground in scottsdale arizona um, he wanted to dive back into his fish monster pool so he's got oh very good what did you tie that yeah, all together thank you thanks um so he went back he broke break his heart we'll talk about that and went back in there um with lauren so i guess first uh uh phil um just give me let, let's talk about um um i guess his his initial his decision making yeah, not uh, good. Yeah, pretty pretty flawed, mm-hmm. uh, st- start to finish. So, I think you know from the what from happened the last, here. What happened here? I guess. I think I think that Ari is a child, mm-hmm. and I think the the pressure of hearing in a unified voice from his family that Becca was the smart decision, like the person who he should be with, really kind of carried the day for the next day when he had to make that proposal. Um, and then as he had time to think about the consequences of the decision that he made, he, he realized that, uh, he needs, or he wants something different than they want for him. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think Becca really bore the burden of that decision. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I mean, that, that decision really kind of, is like the first domino to fall in a series of like really shitty decisions by this guy. Yeah. I think you, you hit the nail, uh, on the head. With the you know his parents getting in his head, um, yeah. Maybe he needed a nail in his head to maybe well that would help him think think somehow. Um, it's not gonna hurt. Not gonna hurt. We can't do it. We seen. can't do any more damage. Um, after all, right. That, after the demolition derby for sure. Um, you know, it, I was struck by a lot of this. Uh, it reminded me of an episode of Frasier. Um, Shocking. Season, season six, episode twenty one. When a man loves <laughs> two women, mm. when uh, he's going back and forth between. Two women played by Amy Brenneman um, and Virginia Madsen. I highly recommend checking it out. It's on Netflix, um, and it's, it's a classic sitcom trope where you know he's likes two women and he says I got mm-hmm. I got to break up with one of them and he makes a decision I'm gonna break up with that one. Goes to see yeah. her and then things are great and he's like no forget it the other one and then he goes back to the other one and is like I'm gonna break up with her and it's almost and it never works out obviously. Yep, sure. All, all As three it has to. end up getting hurt and you almost end up maybe. Just whoever gets him last um, wins by by default or loses, um, right? You know, in, in some cases, um, you know, uh, there there's if it can't be with the one you love, love the one you with. 
uh, or he could have been with the one that he loved. Um, right. But he seemed to talk himself into being with. I think he scared himself. He was with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was scared. You know, I think, and this is not to be mean to Lauren, and, and I think uh, who we've been very mean about. Um, I think objectively, he thought that, and people made a case, and I, I would agree that, you know, Becca, I think, has a little bit more to offer, but it depends on what you're looking for and what the match yeah. is. No, that's fair. And certainly, you know, there is a argument to be made that I think that there's a, a much better connection uh, between what Ari wants and, and what Lauren wants, and mm-hmm. they can just sit there in, in silence. Do I want to be with a fish monster? No, maybe. Well, I would try. Uh, no, not good. Don't not to try it. I guess I don't think right. I would. I'll but try some anything pe- once. Some people would, you know. And and this was not like a, uh, you know, like a. I like to talk about Karen Filippelli and, and Pam Beasley. If I mm-hmm. might go back to the must see TV NBC, yeah. for a second on the Office. Yeah. Um, you had Rashida Jones as Karen Filippelli, and um, of course. Uh, our our Jenna, Jenna, Jenna Fisher, Fisher. Is Pam Beasley and yep. and our our Jim Halpert and it was there was a love triangle there and I I'm I'm in the minority here where I actually think I kind of liked Karen more as a person for I found her a little more interesting and cooler right. than Pam yeah. but it was like but this is Jim and Pam like right they 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 belong together yeah now, now do I do I really like Ari and Lauren the way I like Jim and Pam and think they're one of the two great romances of our time, along with Zach Morris and Ke- Kelly Kapowski. I hope not. No, not at all. No. Yeah. They're a, a, a mutant of fish monster. So <laughs> on their, no, I don't mean that. On their, on their, on their best day, on their best day. Um, I hope I haven't spoiled Ship of Water for anyone yet. And I do recommend seeing it. I think it's a, it's a good looking, interesting film. Just not for me, just sort of like this season, a bunch of good looking people. That at the end made me feel kind of empty. Hmm. So that's a beautiful metaphor that you <laughs> put forth know. there. Ah, maybe, maybe that was a stretch. Um, um, no, I think, I mean, you are right that we have not been the biggest uh, biggest proponents of, of Lauren, but uh, I'll, I'll say two things to that. One, I hope that like she and Ari uh, have a happy relationship together. Like, because that's, that's kind of what you always hope for people. Yeah. Uh, but I do stand by the fact that she was just, I mean, both of them were really boring TV. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure by this point you've seen that article on Vulture that was like, yes, here's, here's the full list of everything that Lauren has said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was basically like 90 sentences, most of which were like, wow, or I love that, which was just parroting back stuff right. that Ari had said. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, I think all all of us who watch the show and like talk about the show, we're kind of uh, we're constrained by the material that we're given, right? And she yes. just didn't give us a lot of uh, a lot of personality to glom onto, right? Um, yeah. So I, you know, I I stand by how how we <laughs> were were hard on her. I guess is yeah. what I'm saying. No, I don't mind being hard on him. And, and in fact, yes. something I wanted to say at the top of this podcast two hours ago was that, if anything, <laughs> I I feel vindicated. Uh, if I can walk yes. away with some some positive, is that like season before the season when this guy came on, they announced it and it seemed weird and um, mm-hmm. didn't seem like that much of a, a likable character or someone that we were going to yeah. really be uh, rooting for. Um, every step of the way, he seemed to validate that feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Again, somewhere between like uh, uh, sleazy creep, uh, you know, slippery, slimy guy, and uh, an android, uh, or like Pinocchio on his first day out trying to learn to be a real boy, and up until his last moment uh, on the show, like he then made one of the the worst decisions, and and you know, and and I guess we can go into the the way he broke up with Becca. I don't think people are upset that he that he. That he changed his mind. I think everyone. Yeah. And of course, you don't want to go through life lying. Um, right. I think. Right. And the... even even though it's painful, like better to to end a relationship that you know is not going to work than to kind of continue that facade or or and right and and to lie. Right. Uh, just to put on a, a brave face. Yeah. The question, of course, is or or the I guess the argument would be don't propose in the first place. Um, which you know, there's a guy named Peter from Rachel's season 
who I think would would agree with that logic. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's why he would have been a you know a lot of people on Twitter were like this could have been Peter, you know, and we got um we got this goober or Lewandyke, but at the same time. You know, Peter would have probably said, "I'm not ready yet," and that's not what right. the what the show wanted. The show, maybe they they got their guy. Um, yeah, you know, and I mean, they they certainly got like with Ari, they the show got one of the most dramatic, certainly the most dramatic ending that you and I have watched. Yes, um, and and one of the most dramatic and talked about probably of of all seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Um, but does that redeem an overall? boring season and the fact that the drama came from this this guy just being a emotionless uh fish monster yeah um and that's sort of the argument uh or, or the question like what is what is the goal of the bachelor and, and abc mm-hmm. and, and what do we want out of it and what what constitutes i guess a successful season you know or a right. good season they're not measuring in ratings on uh ari's likability quotient they're measuring it and how many people are watching and Actually, you know, and how many, how much, how many millions of dollars that uh, they're charging for a for a good doctor spot? Those might be cheap because they're in house, but they do a lot of those right. good doctor commercials. They're almost too many. Almost exclusively good doctor commercials. Um, that's the name of that show, right? Yeah, the good doctor. Yeah, the the kid from uh, uh, what was that movie? Was it Hugo? Freddie... Oh yeah, Freddie Freddie Highmore. Not was it Freddie Highmore? Right? Yeah, was he in Hugo? He was in another I movie. Don't know. Steve knows. We'll get, yeah, we'll help Steve come on and do a do a follow up podcast. Be yeah, very, be very brief. I promise. <laughs> Aren't they all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we're we're cruising right along. Um, when I well, normally I would I would edit this and I would I would slow it down so we can fill up the time, but um, not doing it today. Um, right. I do want to add sidebar. Um, uh, Billy Joel uh, is is here, and if we he's got to go, but hopefully we're hopefully we're gonna get to him. So, yeah, we'll really try and squeeze them in. Appreciate it. Um, I think we can do it this time because uh, we're, we're moving right along. So we'll get you. We do appreciate you hanging in with us the whole season. What a what a gosh darn angel you've been. Um, so, yeah, what is, you know, this worked out well, I guess, as, as well as it possibly could have, unfortunately. Um, in some ways. I mean, they took took Ari, took Ari lemons and made Ari aid, I guess. <laughs> I don't, yeah. want to drink, I don't want to drink that. Um, no, I think, Seth, I think that's an important point. Like, it does seem like everyone got the outcome that makes the most sense for them. I just think that the process that we went through to get there yes, was, was awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was, was pretty much like, I don't want to say Guantanamo-esque, but that's the closest <laughs> I'll probably get to torture. And I, but I brought it upon myself, and that's why you and I are here today, because we have a commitment to the viewers. Um, as I've gotten now, I've gotten most of the goatee part of my beard shaved, and I'll move mm-hmm. on just to give you update for those of you who aren't watching the video feed. Let's let's talk about um, the way that Ari uh, brought. You want to want to move ahead to that to the breakup? yeah. I would love to talk. I would love to talk about yeah. that. And this is the most you know talked about thing. And um, I don't know how clued in you were because you were in Africa. And I you, was. You watched this when you guys got. When did you get back again? Last week, right? Uh, last week. Last week. Yep. So you were ready to go for the finale. Yeah, we talked during the right. finale. Yeah. Right. We watched the finale live. Yeah. Did you know that there was going to be five hours of total content? Or at what point did you know that? Uh, no, I had no idea. Okay. Um, I think, I guess by the time that we, we watched all the stuff on the DVR, so we were we were caught up in current, I, I think it dawned on me that um, that there would be additional additional content for the finale. Um, and then also while I was in Africa, uh, stuff, stuff started showing up in my, uh, my newsfeed that was, was related to, to this. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I knew that something crazy. Had yeah. There on. was some speculation or yeah. some, some rumors, some, some goss, some hot goss. Right. Hoss batch goss. Um, <laughs> through the grapevine. Um, yeah. So I, the week before we were talking about like, you know, the, the following Monday, I'm probably going to get together in our group to watch. And um, one of our friends, uh, Katie Beal, friend of the show, was like, it looks like it's on Tuesday, too. And I was like, that must be a repeat. There's no it, way. It can't be. And I looked it up, and I'm like, is that serious? And it looks like three hours Monday, two hours Tuesday, five yeah. fucking hours of content. And I'm like, 
I have no I and then when I finished the um hometowns I texted another friend and I was like I have no idea how they're gonna fill five fucking how they're gonna fill three hours right it's impossible and then you know what shame on me Na- this one I got nature finds a way that is a a massive Setha culpa on that one because not only did they find a way to do it they left me at the end of the three hours wanting so much more and so emotionally needy yeah no i mean it was uh difficult to watch and completely riveting to watch the the ari becca breakup yeah i mean it was uh compelling and, and, and emotional you know and if only uh chris harrison didn't tease it the whole time for for right. for two hours because that did right to me diminish it you didn't need to say it every 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 break um let it happen organically but um, that's not the way Chris Harrison operates. Oh, but uh, his strong suit. He's gonna no, and nor are suits his strong suit. <laughs> so, but so finally we get it. We get about twenty minutes of arguably unedited content. Now, Phil, I work in the in the TV biz. Sure. Um, I I once worked on a a a quasi viral hit called "Shit New Yorkers Say." Maybe you've heard of it. So. I know a thing. I have. Okay, good. Yeah, it's yeah. You, you, you and about four million other YouTube viewers. Uh, no big. So I know something about editing. Now, to get a split screen uh, to broadcast, you need to bring both um, video files into the timeline, Adobe Premiere or mm-hmm. Final Cut, whatever they're using, and you need to do some bit of manipulation to get them on the sure. So the whole no editing thing, um, it's a little bit of an embellishment. That's all I want to say about mm-hmm. that. But it was nice to see. No, I'm. Go ahead. I was just saying, I'm really glad that we're holding Chris Harrison's feet to the fire on this one. Oh, because you know what? No, no, if no one else is going to do it, it's going to be me. So yeah, yeah. Um, don't don't lie to don't lie to us and the viewers. Yeah, you know, Walter Cronkite, you are not, sir. <laughs> I oh God, that would be such an improvement. Um, but it was. It did. It <laughs> dead, did <laughs> dead Walter, dead Walter Cronkite. Cronkite. I'll take him. <laughs> I'll take them seven days a week. I'll take them for all five hours of that. Um, it was compelling the way they did it. I did really want a wide shot, though, and I guess they just do it with two-camera cross-coverage. Because on the couch, I wanted to really get a sense of the, their body language. Um, so for a lot of that breakdown, well, we just get, based on... Yeah. We did get that later on. Later on, yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, and I that house, by the way... So they're in a house, which is in the Hollywood Hills, I think, or... Um, look i want to live there but it was so confusing it was yeah there were like i think watching uh watching that because i also was like keenly observing the house but it seemed like there were just like a lot of amenities that as a a regular income person i'm not aware of like closet (laughs) yeah i know like four bedrooms somehow Uh uh-huh uh yeah so these are not these are not things that i have experienced in in my life but like good for whoever owns that that house yeah and i'm sure now he can can airbnb it out at exorbitant rates because it was right the house from <laughs> although i don't know maybe it's got a stigma now maybe not a good place for couples yeah it's like you know how they when they killed osama bin laden like they buried him in the in the or like they put him in concrete and like sunk him to the bottom bottom of the ocean so like no but there couldn't be like a place to go to a pilgrimage like for for supporters <laughs> you know i never thought uh, we, would, we would get here on the podcast but but like you're glad that we pr- are no i am i'm glad we're, we're breaking <laughs> we're you know not many vaxxer podcasts are going to go into the alleged uh burial of osama bin laden so <laughs> you make you say so I, they can't make a pilgrimage i say you know maybe where's the body but okay. maybe it never happened yeah. maybe but yeah. uh, assuming assuming that that's true maybe yes. there's people who are going to want to go to this house to, to just see where one of the, the greatest televised heartbreaks uh occurred oh i'm and i'm i'm definitely one of those people so yeah yeah well right you're planning your next your next trip to la just around that house i want to do some investigating and and at the very least i want mm-hmm. to zillow that place because i would um you know, <laughs> Like when I grow up and move out of my parents' house, like <laughs> I'd love to get a, I'd love to get a place like that. Yeah, um, that's smart. <laughs> a lot of mirrors too, which made it like incredibly even more disorienting. Um, right. And a lot of shots of like the boom operators and producers like in the mirror, 
looking startled because they realize they're on camera. <laughs> um, so that was nice. Um, but let's let's get down to to the heart of the matter, um, which is so Ari tells Becca. By the way, um, I'm not into this, but I'm a hundred percent into Lauren. I'm half yeah. into you. A thousand percent into Lauren. I'm a one thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, he'd already been talking to her, so he he knew what he was doing. Um, was this okay to to film that? What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know that there's like even even Courtney and I were, were were talking about this and debating it a little bit. Um, but I think something that like if you sign up for the Bachelor, or the Bachelorette, like you are kind of signing up for people. Uh, to be able to watch your relationship and so I even though this this breakup was kind of something that happened outside the show uh, or or like the show as it normally works like I I think it's something that you can't be surprised by if you are one of the contestants on the show Mm -hmm. Um, I I just think I just think it's, it's probably still fair game yeah so I'm a little bit more on the fence, and I, I um, sidebar for the viewers at home uh, and for Phil, you're breaking up a little bit. Um, uh, we're just we're just gonna let it ride because this is this is unedited. We gotta power through it. Uh, uncut, totally raw and honest, um, just like Ari was, although he wasn't really being honest. Um, so you know, viewers at home, Billy Joel, thank you for for bearing with all of this. But we wanted to. This is gonna be. I think we're gonna look back and say the most most emotionally honest podcast we've ever had if the worst sound quality mm. um i'm a little bit more on the fence about this than, than you are i, I do it, it is hard to draw the line because they agree to go on the show um right. you know and um becca uh m uh she was on the the bachelor party podcast uh a couple weeks ago in an interview again mm-hmm. I, I i don't like to plug other podcasts um because i don't want anyone else listening to those podcasts <laughs> Um, because they're they're competitors, and I hope, right, and hope they fail. We're so close to overtaking their their viewership numbers. We're waiting for the for the Q four numbers to come in, but we're crossing our fingers. Right, we're feeling really good. Cross your fingers. Um, but I I recommend everyone when they're done with this podcast, or heck, right now, because uh, you know, live your <laughs> life. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. Go over to the bachelor party. This was after hometowns, I think. Um, and. Or whatever, or maybe after the um, fantasy suites, it doesn't matter. But she said, she's like, no, the the reason people go on the show is to be on TV. She's like, mm-hmm. anyone who says anything else is a liar, uh, which I found incredibly refreshing and, and appreciated. And yeah, not surprising coming from her, but even still to hear someone say that while the show was still even even happening, um, right? I, I I liked. So that being said, I think Becca K, Minneapolis right. Becca, oh, don't you know, knows what she's getting into however there is a sense of you know uh th- that was a game and that that was over when after he proposes and then they walk away um mm-hmm. you know there's we talk about survivor and you know if we were on survivor would i would i vote you off phil uh i guess maybe yeah if you had to i mean i'm, I'm a threat we played a lot of uh uh werewolf and i sure you, you kill me every time and i try to get you um and i'm still upset about it um yeah so i I know oh so my net my nephews were playing this game on their ipads uh some sort of war game and one of them uh got really upset Mm -hmm. because the other one uh killed him in battle and i was like i was like oh well what's what's going on and they explained it and i asked um the older one i was like did did you did you do that did you kill him and he's like, yeah. And I was like, are you guys on, on different teams? And he said, yeah. I said, so is it is that the point? To mm-hmm. to, to shoot him and kill him in this game? And he's like, yeah, it, it is. And I was like, right. okay. But then And then the younger one was like, yeah, but I wouldn't have done that to you. That's not fair. I thought like we understood. And I'm like, right. well, you guys got to work this out amongst yourselves because yeah. spirit of the law, letter of the law. So, well, so here's here's why I think it's it was – okay to to film it uh and i want to um just like signpost that (laughs) the way he handled himself yes was uh abominable Mm -hmm. but i I still think it's okay to to film it um 
just just because I mean for every other couple who has been on The Bachelor, like part of that plays out in uh in the public in the public realm, right? Mm-hmm. So like uh when like Nick and Vanessa broke up, you know, that was uh well publicized like in the tabloids like you know on all the so- social media and all that stuff um i mean people leave this show expecting that they that their life will be different because they have had all the exposure that comes along with it mm-hmm. um and so you know i mean this this i think is just it's still part of of that and it's like the breakups between um between the lead and and their fiance came earlier in uh in previous seasons like this one did like Mm -hmm. they weren't engaged very long i think that this probably wouldn't have been the first time that we saw it right um yeah you know i just i mean really really it seems like ari was was realizing that only string lauren along so long uh like keep he could only keep lauren on the hook for so long and so he was like, uh, I got to pull gotta the move. trigger on this. Right. Yeah. And I might as well do it in a public way because uh, I have no thoughts of my own and I'm very subject to the influence of the the producers on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, what he, he said was, um, I guess, uh, two things. One was he he filmed it so he could get it out and it would be clear that like it was all on him so we could take right. full accountability for it. Now sure. that sure. may be true because it seems like he's, but but I think it was that was selfish of him. It wasn't because he really wanted to take the blame. He wanted to uh, put himself out there so then he could be forgiven for doing that. So yeah, he could make himself no. look better as an honest guy. I mean, even even as he was breaking up with Becca, like he was the one looking for reassurance that he was what he was doing was okay. Yes, and that I said it. That's what we always see from guys. And he wouldn't. She's like, leave, leave, please leave. And he wouldn't right. leave because he wanted to be to be validated and be forgiven right right and like uh good for her for not doing that in the moment yes i mean she handled that um wonderfully she was a fucking champ during that yeah like i i think i i mean i certainly i want her to just be angrier uh because i'm like rooting for her but i understand why she why she wasn't because she just was like really really hurt yeah i when you told me you were moving to providence um and you know and no cameras around um and it was you know totally within your right you know you told me you want to talk to me about something important and i i i i punched the wall remember and i threw a pizza at you and i you know i I do i I still have that pizza i don't regret the emotion um i regret my my actions a little bit so i let me say because you wasted pizza to everyone on there um, what do you think about the mustache? Should I keep it? Absolutely. All right. Let's. We'll That's put not a, even a question. We'll put a live poll out there and get some instant feedback, and then we'll see how people um, see how they vote, and maybe we'll we'll leave it at the very end here. Everyone looks better with a mustache. Of course. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, if I'm a dad, that's it. Either a dad or a party animal. Can it be both? Or yeah, or both. Or both. Um. So. The the thing about I, I want to say about the way they filmed that though, um, they've talked a lot about you know again Chris Harrison had a huge hard on for it and couldn't stop talking about it. I don't think it was great TV because it was uncut um, and unedited, mm-hmm. or and it wasn't not because it was uncircumcised footage. Um, <laughs> it's because and this kind of goes to my point about was this fair game or not? Um, it's because it was real it was more real than anything else in the season. I think every, yes, you know, the point was made on uh, another podcast, bachelor party that, that everyone gets broken up with, you know, usually in the season, one person doesn't get broken up with on this season, every right. single contestant, every female was, was broken up with. Um, and Lauren B was, was broken up with when she was ready to be proposed to at, at the very end. But yeah. even, even then it's within the guise of, of this show um Mm -hmm. to to, within that framework to to some extent and this was to steal a line from other show this was a a total blind side um because you think that they're they're beyond that so whether or not they they actually cut out some of um some of the conversation and didn't show us the the live split screen and 
and added some music. Um, I, I don't think that's why this felt so uh, uh, compelling um, yeah. and riveting. It's because it was you were really seeing someone whose guard was, was totally down get mm -hmm. totally creamed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Like, I, I the the way it was was filmed or, or presented to us, like, I mean, that's fine. They could have done whatever editing stuff they, they wanted to, but I think really what was uh, so compelling was the fact that we were we were watching uh, someone be, like, totally, like you said, blindsided by this. Yeah. Um, I think, like, can you still hear me? Yeah, you're back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think I think it was really two things. One, watching Becca just be completely surprised by uh, by what was happening, but also like the the thing to me that had me yelling at the TV was watching how Ari conducted himself. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't listen to anything that she had to say when she was asking him to leave. Right. Uh, she was like walking into the other room. Uh, it was it was like watching uh, a horror movie, mm -hmm. like where where the killer is just uh, it, he doesn't kill physically, he just kills emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, and he was yeah. lurking around every corner, and there were many corners in that house. Yeah, and slowly following around the house. Yeah, um, but you know, I I do wonder too. That actually was a a twenty minute like conversation about about breaking up so yeah pretty short like we talked for about an hour before we even recorded this podcast that's true so yeah. and we were but his but his yeah. mind was made up right yeah i, I guess so i but I, now i'm going back i'm like if the even though it seemed really real if the cameras weren't there um would they have sat there and just and it would have gotten anywhere You've, we've all had these conversations where you talk for three hours you just talk yourself in circles and you cry yourself right. out and then you go all right. Well, I'm gonna go. We'll we'll try again in the morning. Um, yeah. But that was it. Seemed like looking back and in, in sort of compared to other uh, I don't know breakups I've had. I guess I don't know. But a very clean, uh, clean and quick getaway. Yeah. Well, not clean, I mean, I quick. You know how like time is relative. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm sure for her that felt like it dragged on for many hours. Yeah. Uh, especially when she, all she wanted was to be alone with her feelings mm -hmm. uh, and to get back to this, this house. Like, why would she want to stay in this place where she had just gone through such an awful thing? Oh, because the, um, the view was gorgeous. It was beautiful. You probably had but Griffith, it, Griffith Park right in the background. You know, I love um, that. But just like if you're if you're the person dumping someone in that situation, just like <laughs> the one thing that you have to do is listen to what the other person wants you to do. Right. Which I mean, it it sucks. It sucks to break up with someone. Uh, it, it sucks to be broken up with. But like, if you're the one breaking breaking up with the other person and surprising them like this, like you need to think about how you you will act in that situation and Ari didn't go in with a plan at all. Yeah. And so he went, he went to his default, which is I need validation from this, that I am doing the right thing. Well, if anyone out there is looking to break up with someone, I think you should take Phil's advice. Um, you know, sort of a, um, you know, cash 22 here, Phil, is that you're never going to, you, you, you know, you know how to break up, but you're never going to do it. Cause uh, you got, you, yeah. got a good, you got a good one. You got your own little fish monster. Yeah. Oh, Poochie. My own Poochie. Your own little Poochie. Poochie. Fish monster. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it's occurring to me now, yeah, that we talk about this, that, yeah, maybe the the not editing it portion of it wasn't such a great idea, much like this podcast not being edited was also not a great idea. No, um, both are flawless <laughs> both ideas. Both had significant problems in retrospect. But... <laughs> um, We'll see about this podcast and where where we end up um, ultimately, but where Becca ends up um, in a better place. I think you had to go through hell yeah. to get there. Yeah, I, I said this. I said this to you uh, via text earlier this week. But I feel like everything that we 
saw her go through this season has just been the the prologue for her own season. Yeah. And we had talked earlier in the season. I mean, we we mentioned her in the first our first podcast that I think, you know, she was maybe one of the the few standouts in what it was a weird yeah. season and you know, we thought Chelsea and Crystal. She was the first one on date. She had the first one on one date, but she was very and I kept saying this very unremarkable. You know, I was saying boring, but that was the wrong word because Lauren was was boring. I mean, Lauren was just a, right now. Now we know what uh, absolute zero of boring is. Exactly. She was. She was a void. She was the absence of any interest right. of any right. of any personality and charisma. Becca just Becca was just a little bit more subdued. Um, but right. we saw way more in the last two episodes, um, and then particularly in the last twenty minutes than we saw the whole season. Yeah. And then it became you know I think almost um, inevitable that that should be the bachelorette now um and i'll i'll say i feel like they were talking about becca on the huff posts here to make friends podcast uh, and huff yeah and huff sorry huff po. yeah uh but they they were saying that they felt like becca had been boring through the whole season and i actually never felt that way um i'm also Reserving the right to, if I listen back to the previous episodes from this season, if I said yeah. she was boring, uh, I reserve the right to contradict myself. But I don't like, think you do. I, I definitely found did. her. Yeah, I, don't, I I always found her like interesting and lively, and and I, if I'm remembering correctly, like I feel like, uh, I said something along the lines of like, I hope she doesn't end up with Ari just because she's like cool with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that that's kind of where she was headed. Um, yeah. So so again, I'm like for the for the next season of The Bachelorette, I'm excited to see her feel like she's in the driver's seat a little bit more and and can make decisions and and maybe for the first time ever like think about what it is that she wants in her own life rather than having good enough be good enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that also that, that that cuts both ways for her, for her being open and willing and and um, enthusiastic about these new adventures and these experiences. But also, um, you don't want someone. My my concern for her is that she's going to be too like flexible and uh, and yeah. with with the show and to be you know and not not stand up for herself. Um, oh, I, so she might be trying to like just like we she might be trying to please the show. Or like do what's good for the show rather exactly. than exactly. Yeah, ourselves. I don't want her yeah. to to be out there and just be a prop for the show or their tool, you know. And and already it's like, well, she turned right around on this and said, "This is part. This is what I signed up for." Um, and now, I think it's working. I mean, she's definitely there, there's no way that she's gonna end up um, at the end of the the journey of the Bachelorette and feel like, oh, I still love Ari or like he was really the one. Like she's gonna oh, say, yeah, yeah that, there's no question about that. Uh, these, she's gonna find so much so, find someone so much better for her. Um, right. and 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 be so uh you know elated and, and more fulfilled by that by this journey than she would have been otherwise. Um you kinda gotta go through that hell that hell to get there. But I, I do as I said, you know, I don't want her because we we have all these different personalities that we've had and you know a, a Nick Vile was I think took the bull by the horns a little bit more. I think Ari was a guy right. who, even though he sort of uh, went rogue at the end, still went rogue like within the confines of the show and had right it with, with consultation from from the folks on the show. Yeah, so you know, I I just hope Becca uh, just follows really follows you know her heart and um, isn't coerced to do anything by Chris Harrison because no one should be forced to do anything by that guy. Well said, Seth. Yeah, I just, I just want her to be happy. Um, but already, I think you know they brought in some guys at the end of after the rose, as they did for for Rachel. They did for last Rachel, year. and it's so incredibly awkward. It's no less. Oh, awkward. it's awful. Um, awful. And like, it's like quite like they really like. It seems like they just remembered it right before it happened, and like didn't figure out how to yeah. stage it, and like if there could be music to play these guys off. Um, how they would do the transition, yes. like from the couch to the like quote unquote rose. Yeah, like the mansion. The mansion. Uh, yeah. So, so they could work on that, but I, I was sort of really encouraged by just the enthusiasm for the guys, and I think her. It already seems like she's in a better place, and she's excited to meet these people. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, even though again, like the process was awful, 
if you're Becca, like you really have to feel like you dodged a bullet here. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I think you, you yeah. watch this back, and I'm sure her friends. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Becca M and and Tiga and Caroline and Sienna and Kendall um, are very happy that this is working out the way. They feel bad yeah. for her friend getting hurt like that, but you know, uh, ultimately it was. For, I'm not going to give Arya kudos. He's forfeited the right for a kudos, but you know, it, it's worked out and. Yeah. What's interesting now is I think Ari's season, which was, you know, 98% um, an abomination, uh, now ends not on a, a positive note because we have we have Becca now and someone to root for. Right. Um, so his his legacy really is going to be be her season. Um, yeah. And, and I how think that's right. And how that plays out. And if we if she has a great season, has a great bachelorette and has great guys and we end up feeling really good about that. His season will be retroactively kind of brought up because of that connection. If it doesn't go right. well, it, you know, then we look back at as Arya as the death nail. But that's like how how Becca fares as the Bachelorette really could redeem what was overall a really rough season of not rough but just like boring uh, season of the Bachelor. Yeah, and then Arya gets to tweet, "Hey, you know." You're welcome. If it wasn't for me, being I a mean, jerk. it seems, it seems <laughs> like the the show itself knows that this season, this season with Ari as the lead was a bust. Yes, because in any, in any seasons, Ari getting engaged to Lauren at the would would be kind of like the cherry on top, and and kind of like that would be how they end the season. But it seems like they were in such a rush to to put the two of them out of the public mind to be like, but wait, there's something coming up that you, you, the public are really going to like. Uh, and now totally shift the focus to her rather than celebrating uh, an engagement from, from this season. Right. They're already an afterthought now and that's fine. They would just go to Scottsdale to, to die and, <laughs> and drink wine and, and not talk and be really happy. And, and that's good for them. If everyone can end up happy, then it's success. Um, I'm happy to yeah. be here with you. So, you know, I guess it all worked out yeah. in the end. Another success for us. Yeah. I, but I do think this, this is us. Uh, that's our, we'll do the new, this is us podcast next week. So I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to cram too much uh, into this one. Um, Cause we're on the three up to the three hour mark now. Uh, I do think the show is at a bit of a crossroads. I feel like I've said this probably every season. Um, but you have like winter games. I've only watched the beginning, right. but people, did you watch the whole thing? No, I haven't watched any winter games. Okay. So why don't you, maybe let's watch it. I've watched one episode. I, okay. I, I heard good things. I recommend it. It's just fun. It's just like such a, yeah. it's such a palate cleanser. I was like, oh yeah, this is what it should be. I don't feel bad about this. Right. It doesn't make me angry or uncomfortable. Um, right. It was so refreshing. So, uh, but that, that did well. People liked it. And the bachelor in paradise uh, now I think the the Bachelor is in danger of becoming somewhat of an afterthought um, in that part of the franchise. So I think Becca doesn't need to be the best Bachelorette, but she needs to sort of course correct um, so the original shows don't become sort of subservient to the other uh, to the other programmings. Yeah, no, that's a it's a fair point, and I had also heard good things about Winter Games. Yeah. Um. But I hadn't thought about. I mean, the the shows until until last season with all the stuff between DeWario and Corinne. Yeah, I was like the shows. I was more more excited for Bachelor in Paradise than for right. the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. Like, it's kind of similar with Winter Games. Like it's uh, it's refreshing to get to see just like these relationships happen in a format that's not so coerced. Yeah. Or, or structured like the bachelor the bachelorette has to be so yeah i mean we'll see how things go with uh with becca season and then i don't maybe it's also to, to, sorry say it again after, i was gonna say maybe it's also time for these shows to like maybe they've run their course right after almost like 40 seasons between the two right yeah i think so they're up there um 30 something it would have been interesting to see, you know, if if Ari just chose Lauren, like he should have. And I don't, there's no conspiracy theory. I don't. I don't think they were like we got to 
pull something to right. yeah 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 to, I agree. to goose the ratings and make the season worthwhile um i think he was it was totally on brand for ari to make a terrible decision at the very end because he got scared yeah um if they chose someone else for the bachelorette i don't, I don't think it's becca uh if it doesn't happen that way um and and then i don't know where we're at we're in a much yeah. different you know more um depressing place i think yeah no that's a fair it's a fair point less, like less optimistic um yeah had it had becca not needed like something uplifting in the first story like we might be looking at a different bachelorette right now yeah um so you know there's a there's a sliding doors universe um mm. that i'm curious to see one day um i haven't have you seen the movie sliding doors no okay either nor have i My but what se- a great what a great reference that that's given to yes uh, just just to the wider culture but my my sense is at the end of that movie she ends up in the same place no matter what because hmm. that would be probably the way so i will watch sliding doors um in the in the off season here and we'll do a sliding doors podcast yeah we'll just, we'll get you guys our, our full thoughts on that yeah it's just just keep ourselves stretched out we don't want to get rusty so uh but if we don't then no you'll have clarity on which version of the universe exactly yes if there's no podcast we have a sliding doors version where we didn't watch it and it didn't all come to the same conclusion right um i want to say that uh is there anyone like less valuable than than chris harrison i mean uh you know, so there were. <laughs> I just find him he, so grating. I mean, I know he's got to be there, but I just no. So his, here's his here's attitude. the thing. He's he's awful. Um, like the more I watch a person, the more I can see how uh, uh, Stanley Tucci's character in The Hunger Games is like <laughs> is the exact same thing uh-huh. because he's he's like hungry for Ooh, uh, good one for all this like emotional uh damage or like pain yeah. that people are going through but he he tries so hard to come off as someone who is empathetic but he's really just like a parasite yeah he's just he's so smarmy and like he gets he, there's a little like curl in his smile when he's getting yeah. ready to like introduce this heartbreak yeah uh and it, it also feels like he thinks it's about him like like people are clapping uh right and and showering him with with adulation and i'm just like yeah can we get a brian dunkelman up in the house like get yeah. the dunks where's, man where's my dunks get the dunks he's out there he'll do it for yeah. like he want half the cost he doesn't it, want a producer credit yeah sorry. barely half no the sorry cost. craft service he'll do it for the craft services yeah just just to have something warm to eat it's been so long and he's not gonna make it about him so what do you think that guy is up to right now uh listening to this podcast probably <laughs> that's that's he's fallen this far he's probably got a radio show doing all right maybe he's got um, i hope so yeah I, what I, a what a bait and switch for that guy there maybe he's just still living i don't know what the residuals are well they don't replay american idol in any way but i wonder if he got some back end points he he and justin guarini are are showing up together for like those diet Dr. Pepper commercials. They might be doing a podcast about American Idol. It's probably, uh, or about our, about our podcast. It's, uh, you're going, you're going to Hollywood, uh, a American Idol podcast with two dudes. Um, AKA Y G two H colon a, a I P W T D. I think I got it. That was, that was very good. I got to lie down for a bit. Um, all right. So, um, you know, we're moving on. We'll have the bachelorette coming up, um, at the end of May. That's right. May 28th, so, I think. Um, and our national nightmare, um, or I guess our international nightmare because it's, um, mm. the Dutch heritage, um, yeah. is coming to a close. Um, so I don't know you have any other closing thoughts on this season. No, I'm grateful that it's over. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful that I don't have to think about Ari, uh, once a week uh at the same at the same time now yeah. i can kind of do it in, on my own time yeah find find what works for you yeah it should be it should be comfortable it should be it should be pleasurable um and not right. not feel like work uh yeah that's well said thank you uh well listened and thank you 
the the good thing is that he's not a guy that's gonna i think even if it didn't work out with lauren that was gonna stick around um right i guess this is i'm not gonna give him the cadeaus but like i think at least maybe one thing you could say about Ari is that he wasn't in this to i think he do, he did want to get married he wasn't here to, to build his brand like we've talked about so i'm i mean yeah that <laughs> that's a abundantly clear from how yeah. the show ended yeah yeah he was there to sabotage the brand yeah so i don't think he'll be uh mission accomplished with, for that guy yeah maybe well i don't know let's see if he starts trying to promote his brand of red wine up with the sun red <laughs> wine cardigan brew cardigan vineries cardigan vineyards or he like is a real estate agent that sells houses and but is okay when you regret buying that house and want to choose a different one Oh yeah, okay. Uh, he can yeah. have uh, uh, buyer's remorse real estate. Yeah, yeah. I there mean, no go. one else is gonna have that model. All right, well, let me go ahead and buy that uh, URL <laughs> just so I can I can sell it to Ari Lewandyke. Um Smart, and that'll be way to uh, way to get out ahead of that one. Okay, and that'll be our that'll be our new sponsor, uh, Cardigan <laughs> Cardigan Vineyards and Buyer's Remorse Real Estate Agency uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, Phil. Um, it's been uh, it's been a rough one. Yeah, yeah, but we survived. We came. We we went through a tough process, and we came yeah, out tougher was, on the other end. I feel yeah. I feel um, you know hardened. It might be. It's gonna be harder for me to love again, um, mm-hmm. but hopefully harder to get hurt again. And that's sort of like that's the inherent sort of double edged sword there. Right. Yeah. Um, like, every I, one of your relationships, you you learn something from. Yeah. Um, I just hope that Becca um is willing to be open but at the same time you know is careful and guarded and doesn't doesn't get hurt in the same way um but she's got a good head in her shoulders yeah 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 she's she's uh, a, a smart lady and i'm sure she's learned a lot from uh from this journey mm-hmm. already yeah i think for her it was a process that's true i think yeah. we can we can safely say that it was a process um, yeah. and hopefully we can come back, uh, uh, back, we'll be, we'll be back with Becca. Oh, we can come back. Uh, we'll be back, yeah. Becca. Yeah. Check out our new backup podcast where we talk about Becca and backgammon. Um, we'll be a little bit more, <laughs> it's a weird phrase, but we, we'll be more regular, um, on the next season. We'll try. Yes. And always we strive for that every yeah. day just to be a little more, more regular day, <laughs> day, by day. Um, <laughs> I want to thank, uh, Billy Joel had to leave. Um, uh, he's I gotta, can't believe we missed him again. I know he had to go to an Italian restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. he's going to go sample a bottle of red from Cardigan Vineyards. Uh, he did, uh, earlier record, uh, the new song. Um, unfortunately, oh, that's great, but we're not editing this podcast. So oh. I'm going to be unable to insert e- that in there, which is a, uh, a real shame of all the shames of this season this might be um the most tragic because i gotta tell you um it is a straight up banger yeah he's still got it oh in, in spades and it's you know he's, he's like a fine like a fine wine or like a former race car driver he only gets better with age and uh i'm just sorry that you guys couldn't hear it but um you know life goes on um and uh we'll be back soon phil thank you for for making the time. Oh, my, my pleasure. Uh, and, you know, it's a, it's a privilege to get to do something. Yes, I want to thank all, all the viewers out there um, who stuck with us throughout the season and this podcast. And uh, I have gone ahead and I've, I've shaved off the last bit of, uh, of mustache. So uh, I feel like a noob. I know, I know. I, it was a little bit, when uh, you have that little spot right in the middle, right below the nose. Sure, it was a little too narrow. It's a little too narrow. I felt I looked, it was a little too reminiscent. Um, and we've already talked about enough um, sort of evil dictators on this podcast so far today. <laughs> so um, ready to go, fresh-faced. Um, and thank you. I know the quality on this one maybe been in and out. But hey, listen, that's life. It's rough. Yeah. Um, we wanted to be honest with you guys. Uh, Phil, um, I choose you uh, today and every day. Does this mean that you're going to break up with me? No, because I'm a man of, of character. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, samezies. I'm not a fish monster. Um, and uh, so we'll be back uh, in a couple of months um, with an, uh, our most dramatic podcast yet and one that we will edit. 
And uh, so to take us out, I'm just going to sing Billy Joel's Honesty. Honesty is such a lonely word. Everyone is so untrue. Honesty is hardly ever heard. And mostly what I need from you. Thank you, Seth. I got to stop recording. That feels like editing to some extent, but I guess. Yeah. um, It's okay. It's part of the journey. Everything is, everything is a gray area. So, all right, here we go.